It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. What is up? I'm John Hansen. Welcome to another edition of Hansen's Hints here at Fantasy Points. Dot com week number 10 is upon us we're into the double digits here uh before i go around the league touch on a potpourri of items if you will i'll talk um some matchup stuff some early matchup stuff but kind of go around the league and see what's kind of jumping out to me um one thing i have noticed this year um you can get a little ahead of the curve if you've been watching and listening to this podcast i think you've probably noticed some good uh, ahead of the curve calls like Dak Prescott three weeks ago or uh, Dalton Schultz three or four weeks ago. So that's kind of what I'm looking for all these seasons within the season. Uh, I'm trying to catch uh, basically it's like uh, right now we're in season three, let's call it of 2023. It's kind of like the end of season three, maybe the preseason of a preseason of season number four here in 2023 uh before i get into that let me go to some uh, a couple of prop bets here for thursday night football i do record this podcast on wednesday night and we do get it up somewhat early i'm doing it a little earlier here this week for week number 10 now the last few weeks like i think i put out one main prop uh the last two weeks on like Sirius XM, a couple of spots, maybe on the website. We kind of pulled a clip last week. Uh, what was that? Mike Evans. And they, they lost. But here's the thing. I've gone five and two on Thursday night football and the props the last two weeks. So I uh, figured what the hell I'll give, I'll give all three out uh, for what it's worth. I've been, you know, doing pretty well on Thursday, doing pretty well with my very top props, but you know, the others that I'm listing, you know, it's a struggle to stay above 500, quite frankly. But here, here's what I have uh, for this week. It, it's not great, uh, by the way. I mean, it, actually, it's quite bad. But I will go back to my guy, Darnell Mooney, for the Chicago Bears. Over 25.5 on FanDuel is a really, really good number. Um, I've got it projected for 45 uh, they just suffered an injury, so he's going to be uh, working on the backup cornerback. He's going to be on Jamie Robinson, uh, who is giving up pretty good production here. Darnell Mooney has gone over this number in three of his last four, I believe. And hey, you know, it looks like it's Tyson Bajant. Uh, Darnell Mooney last week is did well. Uh, Darnell Mooney is. A guy who does tend to get single coverage a little bit more time, more more so these days uh, with DJ Moore, and you know he's had a couple of good games here for them. We're, we're grading on a curve, but five grabs for 82 last week on six targets, 16 yards to catch. The week before he was quiet, but he did have a 41 yarder, so he hit the total that week. And then the week before that. Look, again, we're grading on a curve. He caught four or five targets for 32, and then two for 48 on three targets. Again, not not awful. Uh, shutout uh, against Washington. I think he got hurt one of those weeks, but neither here nor there. He's got – he's goose-egged us three times. But the other 
games, he's actually been pretty good. I mean, here are the games where he doesn't goose us, goose egg us. 82 yards, 41, 32, 48, 51, 53. That's actually not bad here in 2023. So we'll go over Darnell Mooney, uh, 25.5. Over on DraftKings, it's a little higher. I'd probably be okay with it uh, if it was like 31 or something, 32. Um, You know, again, I do have it projected out for 45. Uh, the next one here, I'm not ultra confident in, but I, I do like Jonathan Mingo uh, to make a play or two. The Chicago Bears, per Fantasy Points data, have been playing man the last four weeks at a top 10 clip, uh, probably because they get Jalen Johnson back, uh, uh, who, by the way, Mingo will see a lot of based on alignment numbers, and that's not great. But, you know, as we said a lot last week, and I know I did a lot on the radio. Bryce Young is just not that great against zone. And the Bears playing a little bit more man. Mango's not great against zone either. Caught like what? One ball for four last week. Of course, the week before against a team that had has been playing man, he had a really nice game. So I'm going to go Jonathan Mingo over 30.5. This is on points bet. The, the number's a little higher elsewhere. It's like 33, 34 which I actually think is a pretty good sign. Oh, by the way, DJ Chark is doubtful as of Wednesday night, so he's probably not going to play. Uh, so, look, if you must play a prop, here's one I like, uh, Johnny Mingo. And then, uh, once again, if you must play a prop on Thursday night football, I'm going to pop out another one. I think I'll probably go 2-1 and one with these. Uh, Hayden Hurst did make a big play last week, over 13 and a half. Uh, we are projecting I am 25 yards. Again, Bryce Young does pretty well against man. And I know they threw to a bunch of other tight ends, like literally one guy I never heard of, uh, if I'm if I'm being very, very honest. Oh, well, I guess I did. Steven Sullivan. Yeah, I've heard of him, that kid from LSU, but barely. Uh, they actually have Jordan Matthews on this roster, but I don't think it's too much to ask. Um, they won't run the ball this week well uh, against the Chicago Bears. So there it is. I do like that one there as well. Hayden Hurst over 13.5 yards, three props for you on Thursday night football. I'll probably go two and one, uh, two and one last week, three and one the week before that on Thursday night football, the week before that I was away. Actually, I kind of filed a video one, where I went over on Christian Kirk, which easily hit, and Rashid Shahid, which did not hit, but it was close. Uh, so all these losses, by the way, are pretty darn close. Let's get into uh, what I see around the league here. A little bit of a potpourri of matchup stuff, uh, trends, which you know the big trend is there are no trends. But let's start with the Bears-Panthers. Well, I did kind of cover that there with the um, prop bets. Bears backfield, I don't have a handle on. Looks like Khalil Herbert's going to play. So that is an absolute quagmire. I I think we have to, based on last week, based on Deontay Foreman playing over Roshan Johnson like he did last week, I I think we default to Foreman, uh, at least for this week. Should be a pretty close game. Obviously, the Panthers aren't lighting it up on the scoreboard, so you would think that they'd be able to stay patient with the running game. Colts, Patriots, we are moving up 
and ascending still with Jonathan Taylor looking good there. Not as much with Zach Moss. Uh, what jumps out to me in this one is Hunter Henry again. I, I think it's a really good spot for Hunter Henry. Uh, gave him a ton of love the last couple of weeks. No one's really listening. Uh, but I understand it's the Patriots and they are a little bit of a dumpster fire, but as long as they're competitive, somewhat competitive and and not a joke, um, which they haven't been, uh, I think he's got a chance here. Played this team last year and he caught all four targets for 50 yards, uh, 12 and a half yards per catch. And they are you know pretty giving, giving up just under six grabs a game. Uh, for 55 so I do like uh, where he's at Hunter Henry nice tight end one again this week Ramondre is is coming on a little bit Uh, Browns Ravens I do think Odell is coming on just a little bit and it is not good for Zay Flowers so much for that you know talk about trends not sticking week one Zay Flowers like oh wow then week two week three whatever game or two after they're using them down the field we're like let's go and nope we're, we we are back to right now we're like it's like week one basically he's looking like a rookie and producing like a rookie so it's a little bit of a committee there and that's not great because keaton mitchell now added into the backfield i do think they need to carve out a little role for him i'm thinking like uh basically devon achan uh maybe a little less than that uh, for Keaton Mitchell, who can also catch the ball pretty well as well. You know, there's only so much production to go around. Lamar's going to run. Bateman's been involved. You know, likely got the ball a little bit in week nine, by the way. God forbid they use my guy, Charlie Kohler, who's really good, by the way. Uh, third tight end. Cleveland Browns, that was an incredibly encouraging performance grading on a curve again for Deshaun Watson. Based on what we've seen from Watson this year and last year, what I saw last week, the the downfield throws, very, very encouraging. Now, this is a nasty matchup, but I think we're feeling good about the Browns and Deshaun Watson. They keep having injuries to their O-line, though. Uh, Both tackles have been seriously injured lately. I did mention in my Hanson Hints article on Sunday that I, I thought Jerome Ford would kind of grab hold of uh, a pretty nice chunk of the backfield uh, on the heels of a game in which he kind of surprised by simply suiting up. And sure enough, Pierre Strong only had three carries and four targets. So I think we're pretty good with Jerome Ford. Like I said, I wrote that. Dude got 27 opportunities last week. Uh, you know, as good as Watson was, 19 to 30 for 219 and two touchdowns. They are still going to be run heavy because you're not like all of a sudden opening up for and handing the keys of the offense to freaking Deshaun Watson. So they're going to run the rock a lot. So uh, Jerome Ford looking pretty good. And hey, so is Kareem Hunt. Amari Cooper, man, he's professional. That's the, the word I keep looking at and using with, when I describe uh, Amari Cooper. Uh, what word do I look at when I describe uh, Eli Moore? Um, annoying would would come to mind. Uh, I, I'm about had it with Eli Moore. Uh, you know, based on his career, Cedric Tillman will probably start coming on now here for the Browns. Texans, Bengals. I, I think this is a tough matchup 
uh, for CJ Stroud. I, I will say I do a little bit on Sirius XM where I form a team of stars who I think are going to be crap uh, called the Skank Squad and CJ Stroud's my quarterback this week. You got to pick a star. And technically, it's week 10. C.J. Stroud is a fantasy star. What is he, uh, QB5, QB6? Tough match up there. Lou and Aromo will bring a bunch of different looks. They're very talented. They have good pressure. They they get good pressure on the quarterback. So very taxing and challenging matchup. So lower some expectations there this week. Joey B, though, they're beatable on the back end. Still hanging in there solid, but they're – thing is their run defense is pretty good this year Houston it's like everything slipped upside down but how about Joe Mixon with this role like I keep saying they hate the other running backs so Mixon is I saw a stat he's getting like 99% of the goal line opportunities I mean that that is low-key really really good it's why I've been listening and I did listen for like a month straight in my trade for article when you know, I kept saying, I think he looks good. He's just not scoring. You know, the offense was really struggling there, obviously. But now we're back, and guess what? Things are looking up for Mr. Joe Mixon. If you can still trade for him, go ahead and do it. But uh, not the greatest matchup here this week. But again, the guy's getting a, a boatload of touches. Let's go to uh, Niners, Jaguars. What's going on here? Well, we're going to get Debo back. Based on alignment numbers, actually, this could be a Debo game uh, because my guy Brandon Ayuk is, is going to get the uh, tough matchup there on the outside uh, against Tyson Campbell, who is quite stingy. He's not as stingy as last year, though, in the tail end of last year, but it's still a tougher matchup. So this could be a Debo game for what it's worth. Although technically, per Fantasy Points data, his matchup against Darius Williams uh, is giving up Williams as fewer fantasy points per route run, technically. So, uh, you know, maybe it's a Kittle game. Uh, but I think I, I like them all, uh, basically. I think not all three are going to go off. Uh, I would have to guess Ayuk might be the guy who doesn't, though, in this one. Um, Travis Etienne, unbelievable. I feel a little bit better about um, Calvin Ridley after their last game. You know, they were off last week. Uh, no Zay Jones, though, so the frustrations and struggles of Trevor Lawrence may continue. Uh, somehow Zay Jones is like the glue that holds their passing game together, at the very least in the red zone, uh, very active in the red zone. Uh, Saints-Vikings, pretty sure I talked last week here, at least in the waiver. Well, actually must have been here in Hanson's Hints about Josh Dobbs having the second reaction ability that Kirk Cousins does not. And that being a big plus for Jordan Addison, and and it already played out, you know uh, that that twenty two yard grab by at twenty four yard grab on the right sideline was absolutely incredible. There was improv involved there, and he certainly loved Dobbs still throwing to the tight end. Hawkinson got most of his action you know, with Dobbs. So you're looking good there as well. And Justin Jefferson coming back. Uh, I mean, he might even play week 11, uh, not going to play week 10, but things are looking up. And and as I said last week with Josh Dobbs, I think he's like a QB one. I mean, he was last week. Uh, actually, I think he was the QB one last week. Incredible. 
Bad news for Cam Akers, unfortunately. You know, we'll see if Ty Chandler can do it. You know, worth a shot if there's absolutely nothing on the waiver wire. But <clears throat> And then I guess um, K.J. Osborne. I haven't checked on his status here. But the Falcons, I mean, I don't have much. You know, uh, for those who follow me very closely, you, you probably noticed, like, I didn't actually give Bijan a lot of love. I, I didn't draft him. It wasn't that I didn't believe in Bijan's talent because I actually believe he's the most talented running back in the league already. I, I thought that at 115 Eastern week one after he made a couple of carries, I'm like, up, oh, seen enough. But, you know, I was in on wide receivers, basically. But I, I kind of figured this might happen. You know, I did like Kyle Pitts. And I stand by that. He's certainly been better. I don't think anyone could have envisioned John Smith doing what he's doing. Otherwise, Kyle Pitts probably would have been money. Uh, as it stands, he, he's not as awful, but it's pretty awful. Um, moving on to uh, – where where the hell I lost my place here? Um, yeah, Saints-Vikings. Oh, um, not a good matchup for Alvin Kamara. Let's keep an eye on Jawan Johnson who had a great summer with Derek Carr and then got hurt and vanished and Taysom Hill took over. It's a little annoying. Michael Thomas is still around. You probably need him to be injured. Uh, but keep an eye on him. Very good player who had a really good showing in this summer. Uh, Packers, Steelers, as I talked about maybe a month ago, how important Aaron Jones was. I mean, he's everything. Like, their offense is a joke with A.J. Dillon. Like, he has absolutely no speed to the outside, which limits a lot of the plays you call and a lot of things you do. So, you know, maybe there's some hope for Jordan Love um, with this balance and this support. By the way, pretty good match. I would not be shocked if Christian Watson made a big play this week against the Steelers, the outside corners. They're pretty pretty tough inside, so they, they have been a little vulnerable to big plays on the outside. Uh, and then Najee Harris is another example uh, of uh, – I, I look at it this way. Like, I'm going to get a lot of stuff wrong in the preseason, like Sky Moore. Uh, but, you know, how, how big of a tragedy is it? Oh, my eighth-round pick didn't work out. whoop de doo uh, By the way, Sky Moore was offset by uh, Rashad White. Uh, but um, I, I like to make up for any errors in the preseason with being ahead and – giving out some good tips during the season. And yeah, it's been pretty good for that. So let's keep going. Um, oh, Najee Harris, to that point, uh, started giving him love when everyone had him literally in the dirt about four weeks ago. But I just knew that they would get better. It's going to get colder. O-line's taking like freaking two months to gel these days. He's still their guy. They can't become a passing team, Not certainly not with Kenny Pickett who's hanging in there, but still very underwhelming to me and very disappointed. Um, guess I overrated him. Maybe we'll see. You know, Matt Canada is certainly the problem. But look, I mean, Najee's he is touchdown dependent, but I, I feel really good where he's at. Like every week, not going to happen every week, but every week I think you can kind of count on 15 carries, you know, 60 yards, two grabs for 11, and if he scores – you're in. So you you could do a lot worse right now than Najee Harris. Titans, Bucks, kind of like Will Levis in this one after Tampa's uh, meltdown defensively last week. 
my guy Tajay Spears uh, d- didn't happen last week. We lost a damn prop by a yard and a half, I think. Uh, it was tough sledding. Didn't get a lot of work. His first carry was great. Um, but th- this could be a little bit of a tough go for Derrick Henry. But then again, Tampa's D was awful last week. Speaking of Tampa, hey, thank you, Baker, for keeping it afloat. Thank you, Dave Canales, for not sucking. I still I still don't know if Dave Canales, the OC, is good, but I, I know he doesn't suck. You know, when I talked to Rashad White this uh, past June, he, he was very high on Canales. He told me he was going to get a lot of balls thrown his way. We all knew it, but a lot of people were not really buying. But right now, Rashad White is RB10 in scoring on the strength of these last three weeks, and we're getting better. You know, uh, just block it up a little bit, guys. Just a little bit. And he's fine. I mean, I never said he was a stud, but, man, he's not Barry Sanders either. He he can't, you know, create when there's literally nothing there. But things are getting better, and they, they have made a true concerted effort to get him the ball in the passing game. And as I've said, some of the best hands I've ever seen, dude has caught 33 of 34 targets and right now is on pace to set the NFL record for the best catch rate by a running back in the history of the world. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons and the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Taylor Heineke was um, was uh, sketchy uh, last week, by the way. Um, quite sketchy. I, I went off on a Falcons rant there before I even got to the team. But um, Heineke was a little sketchy. Oh, boy. The Cardinals have actually been good against tight ends. I, I don't think it's a good week for Kyle Pitts. Uh, probably going to be a good week for Tyler Algier because, you know, the Cardinals are going to be starting a rusty Kyler Murray. Uh, I could see them having, you know, pretty good lead maybe. Uh, defense has been pretty good. And then maybe we get a lot of work for Tyler Algier. Uh, we'll see about Michael Wilson. I'm not sure about using like Hollywood this week and Trey McBride. It's not the best matchup for Hollywood. He'll see a lot of AJ Terrell, but, and also they will get James Conner back. You should, it's a little late now, but if you could possibly trade for James Conner, I would absolutely do that. He's, he looked great this year before the injury Lions chargers, you know, word on the street talking to people. Um, our guy, Brett Whitefield too, the fantasy points of data team. It is not good right now with Justin Herbert. He is uh, not comfortable. He is not seemingly uh, letting plays develop. He is not feeling it right now. He's not seeing the field, and it's bad. It's not good. So I guess the hope hope here is that a little bit of a shootout, and he gets a lot of volume because this is a challenging matchup for a limited offense. Uh, I think we're seeing the beginning of the end with Austin Eckler. The offensive line is just underwhelmed a little bit. I don't know where they go here. I mean, probably back to the tight ends because uh, Quentin Johnson is not ready for prime time, and Keenan Allen's got often a tough matchup against the scrappy rookie Brian Branch who, watching him in like week two, I'm like, I'm already say that Brian Branch is one of the five best slot corners in football. Giants-Cowboys, Giants are absolutely effed. Um, I thought they'd go with uh, Matt Barkley, but they're going to go with former four-season Tommy DeVito. 
who I guess there's uh, there's a, a speck of continuity there at least, you know, getting the ball to Wandale Robinson, you know, Saquon. Ah, boy, it's brutal. Uh, the Cowboys should do whatever they want. They should control things defensively. I'm actually a little worried about Dak not needing to do much. Uh, but something's got to give here. Either Tony Pollard scores multiple touchdowns or Dak is going to go off again, even though they won't need him to go off against the hapless Giants. Uh, it is a good matchup overall, uh, even for the outside receivers, although I don't know how you how, how you can use Brandon Cooks, for example, after last week. Washington Commanders and the Seahawks. I, I mean, I have been somewhat skeptical at times on Sam Howell, like last week in particular, but he did very well. So, I mean, this is real. I did a, a sort on the Fantasy Points leaderboard. Obviously, you can do the same if you're a subscriber. And if you're not, promo code GURIFIC25, save 25% off an already slashed subscription price, uh, by the way. Um, now now I lost my damn train of thought on the uh, DC Commanders and uh, Geno Smith. Darn it, that stinks. But Geno Smith, speaking of stinking, it'll come back to me. Uh, speaking of stinking, Geno Smith was absolutely brutal last week. And I don't know where we turn, but I think we might roll him out one more time against the against uh, DC with no pass rush and their their top guys gone and a wonderful matchup for DK Metcalf. I lost a prop on DK last week, still upset, but it, it really truly is a very good matchup. Okay, I remember now what I was trying to say about Sam Howell. Um, you can do it at fantasypoints.com. Just do the leaderboard. Uh, for the quarterbacks, and then sort by yards. And you'll see that Sammy Howell is second and Mahomes is third. But then you see their stats lined up. It's almost exactly the same. This is how bad Matt Nagy is. And I do think this is part of the Sky Moore problem. You know, hey, Sky Moore, maybe he stinks. He's not winning, not separating. Guess what? Neither is anyone else including even maybe even Rishi Rice, who's been very good, and I did like Rishi Rice. But uh, it is surreal how bad the offense is in KC. To put it in perspective right now, Sam Howell is right there with Mahomes in almost every category. Fantasy, points per game, yards, passing yard, touchdowns, interceptions, completion percentage, Yards per attempt, Sam freaking Howell. Halfway through the season is hanging with Patrick Mahomes. And and what is going on otherwise? Well, Mahomes' old OC, Eric Bieniemy is now in D.C., and Matt Nagy presumably has a bigger role. Uh, so once again, the cronyism in the NFL bites us in the ass. Uh, I think Andy Reid's a nice guy. I've met him a million times. Great guy. But come on, man. This guy is no good. But let's go to the Jets. Raiders, speaking of no good. You know, Nate Hackett has absolutely got to go. And again, we saw this last year. I offer up all the what do I know caveats 
since I'm not in the NFL, I've nor have I ever coached it, not even uh, not even sniffed it, not even remotely close. But you see Zach Wilson, for example, out there. It, it reminds me of Russ Wilson last year. You're out there asking him to win and and play in this timing-based, precise West Coast offense where that's that's not really in his toolbox right now. Uh, you know, get him on the move a little bit, be a little bit more creative, cater things toward the player. Nope. Nope, Nate Hackett apparently is the worst offensive coach unless he's playing with Hall, one of the Hall of Fame GOAT quarterbacks. That's it. That's Nate Hackett. If he's with one of the five greatest quarterbacks to ever walk the planet, Aaron Rodgers, then it's a thumbs up for Nate Hackett. Otherwise, he's one of the worst coaches of all time. And that's not good for Brees Hall. I mean, there's there's been a commitment to him, but... The, the, the running game stinks. It is a week-to-week, play-to-play proposition. And, and by the way, the Jets deserve some blame for this because, you know, maybe it's not a coincidence that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Maybe Aaron Rodgers would have suffered multiple concussions behind this crappy O-line, uh, you know, that they did a lot to try to patch up, but they, they're not doing the job, and injuries have been a real problem. But for the Raiders in this matchup, Forget it. And by the way, I'm going right back to Brees Hall. We, we have him really high. It's a very good matchup by the numbers. But for the Raiders, no, 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 no. Uh, say no to Devontae Adams this week. He was probably one of my, I mean, clearly one of my, if you would have asked me this summer, I did a video on Devontae Adams. What stud receiver are you passing on? He would have been the answer. Him or Cooper Cup. Uh, yeah, so forget it this week. And you can probably forget Jacoby Myers as well. And then, Broncos Bills, I feel pretty good about where the Broncos are right now, believe it or not. You know, it's a little bit of a committee. We'll get a little bit more Marvin Mims involved, which dilutes the waters a little bit. But hey, I mean, Cortland Sutton's been good. Judy's all right. Matchup isn't bad. Russ is hanging in there. It should be a productive day uh, on really both sides. Although the Bronco D has improved. Could be a Gabe Davis game with Pat Sertan on Steph Diggs a little bit more, but ah, I'm not totally trusting that one. It could be another Dalton Kincaid game, and then that's it. Some other notes on the four teams that are off. Uh, Pick up Miami's defense, if you can, for the stretch run. I put a bid in for them. Here's their schedule after their bye this week. Raiders and Kevin O'Connell. Jets, we just talked about them. The Sackmaster General, Sam Howell, and the Washington Commanders. Uh, Will Levis and the Titans. Oh, look at this. It's uh, Zach Wilson again in Week 15. Then we do have Dallas, but hey, you know, Dallas in New York could, could be good, actually, with Dak. And then Week 17 at Baltimore is bad. But, man, what a run that is. That is a nice five-game run in week 11 and beyond uh, Raiders, Jets, Commanders, Titans, Jets again. Um, Devon A-Chain back. I think he'll slide into his normal role. I, I do think Jeff Wilson should be rostered. He's, he is still a most injury away from having some real value. Eagles running game struggling a little bit. Uh, maybe they'll work on some things during the bye. Don't really have any riveting thoughts. They will be without Dallas Goddard for four weeks, so I would imagine Albert Okwabanon 
will get uh, the look here. I mean, he is actually very similar to Dallas Goddard. I interviewed both guys at the Combine. Uh, good dudes, both good dudes. I don't know why Oakland Abenon has kind of fallen out of favor, but he's a real nice kid uh, when I met him. And he, look, he ran well at the Combine. He tested pretty well. He was a pretty good red zone threat. And then for the Rams, you know, when you sign Carson Wentz, it's a sign of trouble. So I've had a bad vibe here, mm, you know, for a while. Uh, the vibe was a lot better than it was for me in 2022, but I was out there saying, you know what? You might want to sell Puka. Although really Cooper cup is probably the guy to sell. Kyron Williams will be back for their next game. That's a wrap on this week's pod. Make sure you obviously listen to all the other great pods here at fantasypoints.com. Boy, you could really consume a lot before every NFL weekend, especially, uh, the podcast with our guys, uh, Brett Whitefield and Stephen O'Rourke. In terms of matchups and data and film and all that, uh, that's a good one. The other ones are a little bit more strategy based, obviously, cashing points and all that. But, you know, good stuff here on the feed. So thanks for liking and subscribing. The analysis will continue throughout the week, of course. And I'll be back on Sunday morning with my Hanson's Hints column for Fantasy Point subscribers. Only takes me about 15 hours over the weekend to put that thing out and uh, been pretty good. You know, I mean, I do the best I can uh, to really narrow down all the matchups as quickly as I can. So I'll stop talking now and wrap it up here. This has been Hanson's Hints here at FantasyPoints.com. Good luck in week 10. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.